Yeah, yeah, what is good? It is your man's Kenny Caraway. And this is Jason Jones playing a little bit of Biggie over here. What's the beef? <laughs> you know? So let's go. Get digging into my 90s hip hop, you know? <laughs> you know. As we're going to call him on this episode of the J Street Vibes, uh, um, Jason Maine. <laughs> that's, that's he's going to be on this episode of the J Street Vibe. This is the J Street Vibe podcast um, brought to you by the Be Heard platform. Shout out to all my people at the Be Heard platform. Platform. Shout out to my partner Damian Barling, um, and yeah, man, uh, we got Jason Maine here, and uh, <laughs> and Jason, mm-hmm. man, it is popping off in Kingsland right now. It's, it's funny everywhere, to be popping everywhere off so in much Kingsland. Like the court, the the organization, the, the 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 Twitter is popping off everywhere right now. It's crazy. I've never seen so much popping off for a team that ain't even signed anybody. I mean, this is <laughs> this is like. Is this reminds me of some of the Petri years in the sense that you go into it knowing they're not going to be much of a player, mm. and you tell everyone they're not going to be much of a player, and then everyone's upset they're not much of a player. But I, you know, this this is all about one person right now. When I mean one of the, the you know, it's about one person right now. You know, the leader of the horde. You know, <laughs> no, as as they as he was known back at the Frank Mason days, the block boy Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> Yeah, you know. man. So long to bogey, man. So long. And look, I, I, first of all, Jason, I was, um, of the belief that you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't match that. You couldn't match that at that price. You couldn't do that. And it was, it wasn't really about Bogdan's talent or anything. I think he's a talented guy. I, I loved watching him. Um, I thought he was a good king, but where he's at in his career and what he's trying to do and the money that he's going to be making, it doesn't match up with the timeline of where this team is right now. I I would I would classify this as a soft rebuild for this team right now. I only say soft because they already got like two building blocks already there. It's not like they're going OKC, you know what I mean? But you got two young building blocks and everybody else is expendable. Soft rebuild and Bogey didn't really fit into that right now. I mean, this you know, you don't draft Tyrese Halliburton and then say let's go ahead and keep the older version of Tyree Taliburton on the team. <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, people have said stuff like bogey could play small forward. No, we can't. I mean, no. Dave Yeager tried the bogey at small forward experiment, and that was good for a couple of fouls in right. the first quarter. That's not, no, he's, that's not what he is. And when it comes to a restricted free agent, my belief is this. If you're going to match it, it better be somebody you like and that you want. Mm-hmm. Don't match mm-hmm. it just to say you match it. It better be somebody you want. And if you don't want him for sure, you don't do it. Because I remember when the remember when the Kings offered uh they, they signed Zach Levine to the offer sheet. And yeah. the Bull and the Bulls matched it like they were gonna match like in like 15 minutes. It was like boom, they said we're matching it. And kind of people were saying in Chicago, well, he did, we don't really want him, but they can always <laughs> trade him. Zach Levine is still a Chicago Bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so and, you, and let's you, and let's be clear here. No disrespect to to Bogey once again. Zach Levine's a far better player than Bogdan Bogdanovich, and he, yeah, and he it's hard to trade Zach right now. So, what you think is going to look like trying to trade Bogey? Now, I think I think when the whole Milwaukee situation happened, everyone said, "Okay, great," you know. And I've got my own theory about the Milwaukee thing. I think 
when the word got out there with a deal, I think part of the whole tampering investigation thing was Atlanta was like, hey, Bogey, we got a bag over here for you. Mm-hmm. You really going to take mm-hmm. that and go live in Milwaukee when mm-hmm. we got the bag and you got Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, it would have been a better team, but more money. Atlanta again. I said Atlanta. <laughs> there's a reason why Lou. There's a reason why Lou Will had to make a stop during the bubble. <laughs> Atlanta is safe now too. With with Jeezy and Gucci kind of calling the truth, so it's safe now. You can really yeah, be on them streets. Yeah, yeah, it's safer. You know, I don't know. They still got some issues, but you know, <laughs> right. you know, Ti they Ti and man that they're beefing in the comments during the doggone. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was yes, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's a. I think you know Atlanta put a, put out an above market offer for Bogey, mm-hmm. just to you know basically dared the Kings to match it, and I think uh, Monty to me it signals a few things. One, Monty McNair would rather lose Bogey with, for nothing essentially, you know, not essentially for, yeah, for no compensation, rather to be tied up to a contract he didn't want. Mm-hmm. And I also think if you look at between the the draft and signing De'Aaron to an extension, it's signaling kind of what he wants to do with this team on the court. He hinted at it at his first press conference where he mentioned, you know, more like Houston was at the end of last season, but not as extreme in terms of going small one through five. Yeah. But what did Houston have? Athletes everywhere. Yeah. You know, a- you know, athletic wings everywhere. I mean, the Kings outside of Fox don't have supreme athletes on the wing. I mean, at, at the guard spot. I mean, Buddy, the you know, is cool, but he, you know, he's not a freak athlete. He's not, you know, taking off from you know the dotted line and banging on somebody during a game. Right, that's right. not his game. You know, you know, my man Kojo, he's not, you know, a, you know, he's not a springy athletic athlete <laughs> to so, say the least. Harrison Barnes, <laughs> to say this, the ain't, least. this ain't 2014. Harrison Barnes, you know, he ain't going up there doing that against people. So you. Right. What you, I think what you see is they're getting away from, you still want the skill, you know, I think Tyrese Halliburton can shoot it, you know, you know, you know, uh, Jemias Ramsey's can, can fill it up from, from the perimeter, yeah. but you know, a Woodard, you know, shown some capability to shoot from the perimeter, but these guys are also supreme athletes, you know, you know, rangy athletic types. And I think right. what you're starting to see is a shift and people forget Monty McNair didn't bring Bogey to the NBA. He has no that that, that emotional allegiance that might have led of Lottie to keep a guy longer than he should have. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that. So I get you know I get the idea that you you would have loved to get some compensation for him because he was restricted. But I mean, kind of the uh, paraphrase, uh, you know, paid in full. Players leave every team for nothing every year. <laughs> thing. Yo, Please it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time, and I get it. And right. if if you didn't believe Bogey was part of your future, you couldn't match that in risk. You know, you match it, and you know, God forbid, you match it, and then and you know, five games in, Bogey tears his ACL. You know, hurts right. his, and now and, and now you've got him for you know two more years, and you know now you can't trade the contract. Right. So it's, and yeah, and I know I know the the. You know, knee situations were like cleanups or anything like that. They weren't major constructive things, but he does have a history of of injury problems the last couple of years. So, you know, you you you, you just couldn't. I don't think you could take that risk for that price. I mean, I was I was a hefty price for somebody that, like you said, you don't you don't really want. Else, you wouldn't have tried to trade him a week ago. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
you know, <laughs> and I, I imagine if Vlade wouldn't would not have been the GM, if, if Monty McNair had been there a year earlier, this is all hypothetical, mm-hmm. he probably would have tried to flip bogey during the season. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, because once you sign Buddy Hill to that extension, and I get it, everyone, Buddy don't want to be here, Buddy's complaining. It, you know, like I said, the prayer another great person, you know, Smokey from Friday. I don't give a damn. You signed the contract. <laughs> you here. You signed yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah. and don't get and don't give me the whole, well, we didn't know Buddy was gonna act that way. Buddy wind his way to this damn contract. That's facts. So no, I don't I don't, you know, much as I like Buddy, you don't get no pass on this. You wind for this deal. You I, you hated Dave Yeager and you was telling all everyone you could how great Luke Walton was. So no, you don't get the, you don't get a pass. You you I, signed the deal, you play until they trade you, if they trade you. I can't believe he's still kind of behaving like that. You know, he had the tweet earlier, you know, with uh, somebody talking, you know, had the meme of the little African kid that cracks. Well, he's actually a grown man, but the African, <laughs> the African uh, little actor who's always counting the calculator. They had him uh, crying and they said that's Buddy Hield when he heard he was part of the young core of the Sacramento Kings or the core of the Sacramento Kings. Buddy likes the tweet or whatever the case may be. I'm surprised Buddy is still going on about it this way. Like this is this is pretty ridiculous. I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna read too much into like him liking a tweet or something like that, but I, yeah, I just can't believe he's, he's still yeah, going on like this. He's man. liking he's liking stuff about the Kings are getting are are getting calls, but they don't they don't they want something extreme. You know, he's you know, yeah, he's you know, like I said, it's it's really childish. It's, yeah. it's, it's childish. I mean, come on, grow up. You know, much you know. I like Buddy, but this this is this is ridiculous. Be a professional, man. Yeah, cause be it's a professional. You, you know, it's like, and like I think I, I did a radio hit somewhere, and I said, you know what, this isn't be disrespectful. This ain't AD asking to get out of a town. Thank you. This this you know this 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 <laughs> ain't this, this 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 isn't Paul George saying I want out. This isn't Kawhi Leonard saying I want out. This isn't you know like the AD. This isn't this isn't, this isn't like AD saying. I'm not signing an extension. I want out. You signed the extension already. <laughs> but it's almost it's almost like Buddy um, doesn't know how he's perceived around the league. Like he doesn't. Every like everybody, generally from what I can tell, has the same thought about who Buddy Hield is as a player, and it's probably drastically different than how he sees himself. Mm-hmm. He's I a guess, six man. Yeah. He's a great shooter, can't do anything else, poor basketball IQ. I think that would be the the outlook for him across the board. And mm-hmm. he like you said, he thinks he's AD. Like I said, my my, <laughs> my he's Kawhi. Yeah, you could joke and say Buddy's favorite player is Kobe, Buddy thinks he is Kobe. Thank you. That's and, the gift <laughs> and the curse. <laughs> and the it's like the supreme the 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 supreme level of confidence it takes to be the player he is, to take some of the shots he takes and makes, mm-hmm. also gives you this. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in so many ways, he in a lot of ways to me, he's harmless. Because mm-hmm. I don't think he, I don't think he can ruin your locker room just because no one's going to take him that seriously. It's like okay, whatever, you know, whatever, buddy. <laughs> so, you know, no one. I don't think anyone's worried that he's going to ruin the locker room because he's not, you know, he's not whatever, not happy. But, but, but Jay, I I do think that people get tired of that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 
Like, man, chill with all that. Or if he if they have a bad game and they go and talk to him and he says something, you know, like he said last year about ain't nobody else playing, like it's like relax. Like nobody's gonna get angry. I don't think, like you said, harmless in the fact that nobody's gonna fight him. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like, that's just buddy being buddy. But it's I've said it for a long time. It's just bad vibes. Yeah, and you know I think what I'm it's, and I think bad get, vibes. If they get the right person on the team, somebody will check him over that. Mm. I mean, when he when he made the comment last year, and I asked him about his, his defense, and he said, "Ain't nobody playing defense. You got to give me something else." Mm. Imagine being Rashawn Holmes, who was giving all you can on defense, right. and you, and you hear that. Ass. Imagine Busting being his Har- ass every time. Imagine being there. Harrison Barnes getting stuck on every tough wing, in part because you can't cover him, and you hear ain't nobody playing defense. Right, Corey Joseph. Yeah. The way Corey Joseph go out there and compete. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that Buddy's you know, antics are cool or they're, you know, that it, it can't fester. I just think for the for the most part, I mean, this, this is going to sound kind of mean. I don't think the guys take Buddy that seriously. I, I agree. I agree with that. And, and I, I know that sounds cold, but I don't think anyone in that locker room is going, oh my God, Buddy ain't happy. It's like, all right, right. it's Buddy. You know, this is the same dude who said he was going to, he had to look for a trade when, he was going to be a restricted free agent. <laughs> so, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, you you like and post about going to Philly and they hired a guy you couldn't stand, Dave Yeager. Oops. Mate, oops. Come on, man. What are we, you know, what, is it? what are we talking about here, man? You, you know, and, and part of me feels like we shouldn't even give him this much attention. Mm. It's kind. Mm. I kind of feel like, you know what? Okay, we get it. You don't like the coach. You didn't like the last coach. If if Buddy Hill is a coach killer in your organization, your organization has a problem. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. you listen? I mean, it's just you know, it's it you know, it's you know, Bogey's gone. Buddy is still you know their thing, and maybe Buddy maybe Buddy starts now. Maybe that'll change some things. Maybe the Kings find a trade partner. But it, it, as it stands right now, Bar- Buddy is a part of what they're going to do, and. Whether he likes it or not, and like I said, does it matter if he likes it? He signed a contract. No one made him sign that contract. If 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 you believed in yourself the way you do on social media, you should have said, "No, Vlade, I don't want no extension. I'm a right. ball out, and someone's gonna cash me out next off season." Right, right. That's and, not and, what happened. And you know, you know what um, gets a lot of flack, obviously, when you talk about Luke Walton. But one thing I will say is, Luke, Luke ain't afraid of his ass. And that's with Vadi there. Luke will check Luke his ass. Luke ain't sweating him. <laughs> Luke will check his ass. If he's doing something dumb out there, if he ain't playing no defense, Luke will take him out the game, and Buddy will say something back, and Luke will tell him exactly why your ass is going to the bench. Simple as that. Yeah, and, <laughs> and like I said, you know, Luke played with Kobe. Luke, you know, Luke then seen great level asshole teammate. This ain't mm-hmm. nothing to him. He's like, okay, whatever. Luke played for Phil Jackson, played for Lute Olson. You know, <laughs> he you you know, you think he's worried that you know Buddy's mad that he didn't play part of the fourth quarter. And you can probably quite you definitely can question Luke on some of them situations when he didn't play Buddy, but my thing mm-hmm. is this, mm-hmm. although it's been Buddy is not he's not at a level where you can say unequivocally you can't sit him at ever. Right. You, he's right. not at that level. I mean, we're talking about a guy that averaged 19-something a game last season. I mean, that's solid, but this ain't James Harden numbers here. <laughs> right. I mean, what, like I say, right. what are we talking about here? You know, this, you know, you know, he, he want to, you know, that's always it's passive aggressive. Is I'm gonna go on social media and like stuff 
where people you, are kissing my ass and telling me how great I am. You, you said it perfectly, man. It's childish, man. It's absolutely childish. It's time for him to be a professional. You know what I'm saying? Be a professional out here. I, t- I talk as a Kings fan. I talk a lot about wanting to get him out of here and all this other stuff. And I still feel that way. But if he if he would get with the program for what this team needs to to come together as a team and as an organization, I'd walk, I'd welcome with a, with open arms because, like you you mentioned, he does do good things out there on the court. He is an elite shooter. There are positives to his game. But if if he would stop the antics and look to improve on the negative. Parts of his game, his defense, his decision making, his ball handling, things of that nature. If he would quit all that, maybe we can get somewhere. But at this point, I don't believe that's in him. Like I, I really don't. I, that's kind of why I've given up on him. Like it, he's it not, ain't he's in not, him he, to change. That. He's not. A, he's not a teenager. But I, I'm looking forward to my first media time with Buddy because he told me before the season I was a shit during the season I was a shit starter. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, me and Buddy get along great. Don't. don't <laughs> Don't take what I'm saying as like I got beef with Buddy. Me and Buddy get along fine. But yeah. you know, I'm not gonna pull no punches. I'm not gonna pretend like what he, I'm not gonna pretend like what he's doing is cool. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I'm the one who asked him why he wasn't playing defense. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think after everything that's gone on and now I'm kinda like in the media now, Buddy probably wouldn't talk to me. He'd give me the silent treatment. Cause I've been trying to trade his ass since since July. Since before the bubble. Yeah, he's he probably yeah, be out yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, I mean, Buddy'll laugh it off. Buddy, but because the thing is, Buddy knows we're telling. Buddy knows he knows what he's doing. But like I said, this is not this is not this is not AD showing up with that. That's all, folks. Shirt. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you know. Yeah, right. I mean, this is this this is Buddy, and maybe this ain't Buddy Jimmy I, Butler. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't <laughs> at, Jimmy at Wolves practice. He ain't going to he ain't gonna go to Kings practice next month and whoop the entire team by himself. He's not gonna say, "Give me, give me," you know, the second round picks and the and the undrafted guys. I'm gonna kick the starters' ass in practice. That ain't gonna happen, you know. Yeah. It, it, this is, you know, I just think it's man. It's I don't, you know, it's like it, it's like this team ain't good enough to have this type of drama. No, not at all. You, you know what, Jason? The other thing about this thing is, is we kind of get back to Bogey, but you can't t- in this particular situation. You can't talk about Bogey. We're not talking about Buddy and vice versa. So that's right. kind of where we got to the Buddy thing. But when you talk about um, it, matching the offer for Bogey and things of that nature, I, I know I talk about it all the time on the radio show, D-Lo and KC, 12 to 2, ESPN 1320, Monday through Friday. Check me out. I talk about it all the time. And, and people are going to get tired of me talking about this all season. But I think Monty McNair feels the same exact way as I do. And you don't want to take any chances being locked down with that contract and with that roster spot that Bogey would have uh, you would have had with Bogey if yeah. you would have matched because that draft next year that's it and you don't want anybody in the way of who you're drafting like say for instance they have a top two pick and you get Jalen Green oh what you're gonna be like well you know Jalen you're you're gonna have to um, Scrap for minutes because we have Bogey and Buddy here. Hell no. Get them out of the way now. So so whoever's coming in next year can match up perfectly with Fox, Halliburton, and Marcus ba- or Marvin Bagley. Like get get all the dead weight up out of here. That's how I feel. Like yeah. this this year don't mean nothing because your future wing, whether it's a shooting guard or a small forward, 
He's in college right now or in the in the G League. And that's who yeah. you're making room for. He might be on he's on the G League elite or he's, you know, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, and I I think I think what the what happens with the with the bogey thing too is that there's a there's a sense of we got to keep it together and I'm like, "No, you don't." No. Cuz the thing like, is keep body if you want to keep you, it yeah, together. Yeah, what are you keeping together? Well, are you keeping it together based on the last 20 games before the shutdown? Or the first whatever fifty something games of the twenty eighteen nineteen season, and not the collective body of work. You know what are we keeping? What are you? And my thing is, what are you keeping together? You're keeping together below five hundred team just because you like the guys, and that's how right. bad teams stay bad forever. You yeah. commit to guy. You know, it's not that they're not you know solid players, but Bogey might be a much better fit on a team where he doesn't have to be the second or third best player every night. Absolutely. And and, and that's and, and if you and that's no slight to him and what he gave in Sacramento, but the fact is, where were you going to go with this group? Right, and that, and that's what that's what I say with both Bogey and Buddy. Like if Buddy gets traded, I could see Buddy being in a situation where he plays really well. Like when less is asked of him and more of just like what he does um, really well is asked of him, I could see him playing really well. Bogey goes to Atlanta. I could see Bogey doing really well next to Trey Young and everything that they got going on here. That doesn't mean that they were going to be able to do those same things in Sacramento because it was a different situation, different things would be asked of them, and the things that they um, have weaknesses in were more likely to possibly be exposed here in Sacramento. And like I said, him saying – or us saying that it was time to move on for Bogey or nothing like that, that's not a slight to him as a player at all. That's not how I see it at all. No, I don't. Either. I, I just think you know when you've had this this situation and you got a new GM, you got, something has to change because what's what's what you've had isn't working. Mm-hmm. And I think when people hear when you hear that people think you're blaming like oh they let Bogey go, it wasn't no, it wasn't Bogey's fault. But no. maybe just this mix was never going to get any further than a ten game below five hundred team. I mean, for God's yeah. sake, the people are they're still celebrating the fact this team was. Four games under 500 at the end of a season. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I, and I said, and I also said this because they talk about, you know, getting the most out of an asset and sign and trade and all this other stuff. And I, I said it plenty of times before. I'm going to say it one more time here on the J Street Vice podcast. In a perfect world, yes, you'd be able to sign and trade, get something back for him, you know, like the Milwaukee deal or anything like that. That, absolutely. Anybody who says that, I understand what you're saying. I get it. But the world ain't perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you're not going to be able to always get things to go down that way. You're not going to be able to right the wrongs of the previous, every wrong of the previous regime. Some of them you're just going to have to chalk up as losses. You know right. what I mean? Like you said earlier, Vladi probably should have traded him at the deadline. If Monty was here, you would have traded him at the deadline. Vladi didn't do that. Monty's not, it's not the situation where he's able to right that wrong. You know, it didn't, you had something with the Bucks, it didn't work out. You had to go to plan B and this didn't work out the same way. You get, you, you got to move on. And people talk um, also about like, well, bad teams, um, they don't do that. They always get something for their assets. Well, I'm pretty sure Boston just got nothing for Gordon Hayward. And uh, I think they got nothing for Al Horford like two years ago as well. So it happens, right? Like, like you, like you said, these type of things happen every day. B, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's and, not, yeah. and 
It's yeah, not a and, rule that it doesn't happen. Yeah, and like I, like I keep saying, what are you holding together here? Mm-hmm. Why would you then? Why would Monty McNair want to handicap himself financially, and maybe even stylistically? Yeah. You know what? You know if you want if you if you want to get these fleet athletes, you know Bogey doesn't fit that. He's no. skilled, but he doesn't no. he doesn't fit that profile. He's not going to go up and like I said, you know, off the dribble, just bang on people. He's that's not him. Right. And, you know, so if he doesn't fit, if the contract and the style don't fit, you got to move on. Sometimes, I mean, it happens in relationships. You can really like that girl. But guess what? <laughs> you just may not be. You know what's happened with me? I really yeah. like you. But you know what? This, this is not. We've it's gone not the right far, time. We've gone as far as we can go with this relationship. It's just time yeah. for us to move on. And it's OK. That doesn't mean yeah. that you're a bad person. I'm a bad just. You know, we got we did what we could do. We did our best. And I think Bogey gave his best for three years, but mm-hmm. the GM who brought him here is gone, which mm-hmm. then of course alters how he's viewed. I mean Vlade would have given him four for seventy two probably. And then, right. then and the what do you fan think base would say if the that fan happened? base would have shit the bed over this crazy <laughs> contract Vlade just gave Bogey after he paid Buddy. Maybe the right. prudent thing I mean, you know, the prudent thing probably in hindsight would have been just to wait on both of them. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. just wait. And then, you know, maybe you keep Bogey at 18 and then you can flip Buddy in a sign and trade. The the you funny know, but, thing about but it. But we'll never know. The the funny thing about it, too, is you're 100% right about how the fan base would have flipped out if he would have gave him that. A lot of the, the people in the national media, um, like your Chris Mannix and stuff like that, like I have, I have no idea why the Kings didn't match Bogey. If Vladi would have done that, they, they would have d- destroyed him. They would have been like, oh, you just paid Buddy Hield. Why would you give Bogey $18 million a year? Like, it, they definitely would do that. They definitely they were like, would have done that. They were like, you could have got something. Then imagine if Bo- Buddy Bogey comes back and then, you know, they would have said, you know what? You're holding Halliburton back. Why did you keep Bogey? <laughs> I mean, Monty McNair was, to me, in a no-win situation. Yeah, but I but my, yeah. uh, what I'm going to say is I guess we ended on this so to speak is that you hired him to do a job. Mm-hmm. He at least deserves the chance to build the team how he wants. He should not be beholden to someone that the previous regime held in high esteem mm-hmm. just because they've been here. Absolutely. And that may, and, you know you know so you know what hey there's, there's going to be there's going to be changes you know I think there probably more to come. But he could get traded eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mm-hmm. no to me unless your name is the one person. The people we know for sure, Monty McNair likes are De'Aaron Fox and mm-hmm. the three guys he drafted. Yeah, <laughs> those those <laughs> are the facts. four. Those are the four guys we know Monty McNair really likes. Yeah. Outside absolutely. of that, we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, you know what? Be patient. You know, let's see what happens. It's not like. Letting Bogey go just cost them the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> like, you know what? They were so close. You know, they were so close to, damn it, they let Bogey go. Now they're going to lose to Denver in the Conference Semis now. Right. Damn you. Like, you know, this, this is chill. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, I think, like I said, have overvalued the talent on this rock. If, 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 if the talent was as good as some of the fans think it is, why the hell has this team not been in the playoffs? Yeah. You know, if sad if, but if, true, sad if, but true. If, if, all I hear is you can't let a good player go. I guess was, was transitions to the next topic, like with a guy like Harry. You can't let all these good players go. <laughs> where were where were all these good players when I've been watching this team play like shit at times? Where were all mm-hmm. these good players when they started last year zero and five and looked pathetic? <laughs> where was where were all these good players last year when they were nine and sixteen after the break in twenty nineteen? Yeah. 
And look, <laughs> you're you're talking you're talking to somebody who I've I've sung, I've sung the praises of this team. I've looked at the potential of a guys like a a Harry Giles or a Bogdan or whatever the case may be, and I'm like, look, if they can you know stay healthy or get stuff together, you know this team could be really good. I still believe that, but at the same time. You got to look at the, the the bottom line of it. You got to look at the, the cold hard facts of the record that they put out there, and you, you, I I do understand where you just could not roll the dice on bringing it. Well, Harry was probably going to leave regardless, but a Harry, um, a Bogdan, and be like, all right, this time it's going to be different. You know what I'm saying? Even somebody like Kent Bazemore, who's not here. I wanted Kent Bazemore back. I thought he was a great addition to what they were doing last year. A big reason why they were able to go on that. Uh, 19-6 run to kind of, you know, give them the opportunity to be in the bubble or if the season would have continued along, at least a chance to fight for that eighth seed. I thought Kent Bazemore was a big reason for that. But, I mean, no, you're not going to break the bank for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. shouldn't overpay for him. I, I completely understand it. I get it. And Baze is a vet. Baze wanted a chance to, you know, be back in the playoffs. I mean, it sounds, yeah. I know, he said and did all the right things as a king, but – if I was in my early 30s and, you know, you may only have so many contracts left, do you want to go to a team that's going to be in the playoffs and might have a chance to get to, you know, get to the finals eventually? You mm-hmm. know, may, you know, or do you want to be on a team where you're going to be asked to be a mentor and all that? And I've said this, too. Enough with signing guys to be mentors. Get some mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've got like 15 coaches, executives that played in the league. Stop trying to sign these guys to be the example of what it takes to win. Give me get get one guy to do that. That you you know get your one Nick Collison. You don't need five of them. You know you you, you got Corey Joseph. There's your guy who's been on the championship team. You can tell you right. The Harrison you know, Barnes. Yeah, yeah. You got you, you got you know you got those guys. You don't need a bunch of them. Like you know that was one of the other people were saying. Well, Ty, you know Bogey could have helped Tyrese. I mean, I understand how people think, but this is that that's a fairy tale thing. These guys trying to get paid. They ain't got time to be why am I gonna help the guy who's there to take my job? Right. I'm gonna help right. you as a teammate, but I ain't trying to like give you my minutes. Especially you know? where Bogey is. It's not like Bogey's thirty eight years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, Bo- he's yeah. twenty and he's still getting it, getting busy. Yeah, yeah. You know, answering nobody. Yeah, it's like, come on, y'all. Let's just, you know, let's get out the fairy tale land and just you know, stick to what we got. You know, so so far, you know, your Kings of what you're going to lose bogey. No more base. Alex Lynn's headed to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Harry's in Portland. Mm-hmm. This team but, is now. But you know, they, much they've younger. gotten younger though. They've gotten really. People were talking before this young core, this young team, and it was kind of like a facade because bogey was almost thirty, but he's almost thirty. Harrison's not young, but now, no, this this is a young team now. <laughs> Super yeah. young, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, they're getting, super they're, young now. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're getting they're getting younger. Like I said, more athletic. I really do see them heading toward more that style of Houston, New Orleans. With the, the New Orleans play with Gentry because if you follow Alvin Gentry, no matter where he is, either a head or assistant coach, those teams play fast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know, I you know, I spoke to Steve Kerr about that last month about how what Alvin did for him in Golden State as far as implementing the offense. You know. Talked about the whole pistol action and how that was a thing that was big with Mike D'Antoni and you know you know that whole that whole action and you're looking at tomorrow explosive offensively you're looking at you know between Tyrese and De'Aaron and I keep on wanting to call Tyrese Tyreek so forgive me I'm gonna do that a million <laughs> times you know 
talking about two guys who get the ball can both do something. Yeah. You know, when you, you're looking at some some possibilities, it may not meet, lead to a lot of wins right away. But right. I'm just intrigued by will this team be a more athletic, exciting you no know, bunch? Because I mean, for a team that was supposedly young, they really weren't young, and right. they relied on a lot of guys who weren't young for to play big roles. Yeah, and I and I look at and, and I know I don't want to put too much on this cat man because second round pick and I just found out that he was 19. I thought he might have been a little older than that. He's still 19 years old. But I'm really intrigued with a guy like Jamias Ramsey. I really like this guy. You want to talk about athletic and freaking nature? Just look at some of the things he's able to do out on the court. What he's done, like some, you know, dunk contest type dunks and in, in, in warm ups and in workouts and things of that nature. And somebody somebody labeled him. I was watching some of his film and he's, he's super raw. Like I, he needs to be coached up a little bit. And mm-hmm. like I said, he's 19 years old. Like he's got to learn the game a little bit as well. But somebody comped him to J.R. Smith with his scoring ability and his explosive scoring ability. And I, I think that's a good one. And I also thought about like Marcus Thornton when mm-hmm. Marcus Thornton was uh, doing his thing in Sacramento, you know, just the guy that is supremely confident, you know, he has holes maybe on the defensive end, but he can give you a bucket at any point in time. And you look at guys like that running the wing um, Woodward and what he's able to do on the defensive end, being able to guard, you know, from like two to four, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being a spot up shooter. I mean, they, they've kind of on the fly, transform this team within the last couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm anxious. I know they're all young. I'm not saying that's going to equate to, you know, this super um, successful season coming up or anything like that. Cause like I said, Halliburton and Ramsey and, and, uh, and even Marvin Bagley. I mean, these guys are young. These guys have played little to no NBA games. The rookies haven't played any NBA games. Marvin Bagley, not even a full season. So there's things they're going to take some some hits along the way, and they're not going to win a lot of games early. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued to see how these guys grow and how they play over the course of this season, man. It, it could lead to some fun basketball. And the thing what I do like about what they're, they're the, what it looks like they're doing is that unlike when Demarcus Cousins got a max deal, you know, with seven years ago with the Kings, they're they're designing this team to fit De'Aaron as if De'Aaron is the max player and we've got to we've got to do all we can to help him. Mm-hmm. It felt like when the Kings when 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 DeMarcus signed his deal and then you know there was a change in GM and all that, the moves were not conducive to highlighting what DeMarcus did well and giving him help. I mean you started mm-hmm. him with Jason Thompson, who essentially played in the same spots as DeMarcus. Yeah. You know, yeah. you then you went and drafted I mean you drafted what two or three centers. When he needed wing players, he needed shooters around him. Right. And, you know, so, I mean, there's just, <laughs> so I, you know, so I think what they're, what, what Monty's at least going to do is construct the team or try to construct the team that highlights what, he, what, what, uh, De'Aaron, what Marvin, what, and what fit, what fit, what fit Marvin, what fits Marvin, yeah. should I say. And I think yeah. that's, that, that's part of the, that's got to be part of the plan. And before, what the Kings have done under previous regimes is not do that. And then what do you do? You waste an all-star talent like DeMarcus and you got to trade him because you realize we're not going to get much better because mm-hmm. you be, because we wasted draft picks and we didn't get the right guys around him. And, you know, and so now we, we drafted guys who were out the league or who didn't fit. 
And I think what they're trying to do is say, you know what, if this is a, if he, if De'Aaron's our best player, what accentuates that on this? What accentuates that? What can we add that make that helps him? And the guys I've seen so far, at least through the draft, are guys who are going to fit with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a nice segue. We can start to get on a, on a positive note, on a happy note uh, here. And uh, De'Aaron Fox, he got his extension. Uh, the five-year max extension worth up to, well, it's at the very least, it's $163 million. Mm-hmm. It could get as high as $196. Um, he would need to be first-team All-NBA to get $196. I don't or think one, he's going to get I, I think, there. I think, I think it's, it's one of the All-NBA teams. and there's, there's different elevators in there. It's like all-star appearances. Gotcha. You know? gotcha. I thought it was just centered around uh, No, it's not just. I mean, there's there's, diff- there's different ones. All-NBA is part of it, too. But I think I, I don't have it in front of me. But there are different things that kick that up. I think, you know, they will kick it up to a higher number. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I was looking at that thing, and I, and I as much as I love De'Aaron Fox, I mean, that would be a tall ass to think that he would get first-team All-NBA. But I do think... I I think De'Aaron could get to third team. I, I think that's realistic. You know, maybe not next year or nothing like that, but over the course of this extension, actually next year the the extension doesn't even start to the following year. Yeah. But um, I could see him being third team, you know, if everything went perfect, maybe second team or something like that. I looked at it where, I mean, last year, 21 and seven, 21.7 assists a night. And I think De'Aaron left some on the table. Like, I think he could be a better free throw shooter. I, th- I think he could get to 80%. Um, I think he could be more aggressive. Um, and I think his shot should improve over time. He's only 22 years old. I see those things happening. I could see De'Aaron getting to like 25, maybe 26 points a game, nine, 10 assists a night. I, I could see that. I could see that for him. And all that in- all NBA stuff is really going to be predicated a lot on if that team turns into a winner. But I could I could see him getting to those to those levels as a point guard. Yeah, but I don't think that really is the Kings' main thing. I think I had one GM telling me that the most the the most uh, the bit the best bargain of a contract is a max deal for, off a rookie deal because mm-hmm. it's on you know it's what twenty twenty five percent of the you know it's still it's it's a number that's high. But it's, mm-hmm. it's it's not so high to where you can't add another big contract and still have a team around that guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I think it's a I think it's a you know it's a good it's a, it's a good bargain it's a good value. The question becomes, does De'Aaron is De'Aaron more? I mean, I don't mean his style of play, just his level of play. Is he more Mike Conley or Russell Westbrook? Mm-hmm. You know that 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 yeah. that become that becomes the next question. And what about John Wall? Yeah, I th- yeah, I throw that in there too. I mean, that's an all star level, you know. I'm, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking. I was, I was more thinking, you know, all star versus non all star, right? You know, and Mike was always that guy who was fringe. Well, if we had 15 spots, Mike would get the 15 spot, but hmm. we got 12, so no, Mike, you ain't in here, right? And so, so look, and even when I say John Wall, because I was looking back, and you know, that's that's been the comp since he came into the league was John Wall, and it's not that far off. Excuse me, I think they both. Um, you know, do similar things out there on the court. I think John is a little, a little thicker than the oh, yeah. Fox. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he's he's probably a little stronger. You know, when he attacks the basket. But you know, the speed and all this other stuff. And I've always said this is why Marvin Bagley is so important. And you know, if they draft somebody next year, you know what type of player that is is so important because I've always felt that 
for the Kings to be what everybody wants them to be, a perennial playoff team and things of that nature. The the Aaron Fox will will probably be your leader and probably be like your heart and soul. But I would always think that the there has to be somebody that's better than him on the floor, right? So like John Wall, for instance, it didn't really pop off for John Wall in the or excuse me, it didn't pop off for the Wizards until Bradley Bill came into his own, right? You know what I'm saying? In in got with John Wall, and they were a one-two punch. I look at somebody like a Marvin Bagley. If Fox, say he doesn't get 26, say it's 23 points per game, I, w- I would need like Bagley to be 25. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or if they get a Jalen Green next year or something like that, Jalen Green is the guy leading the team in scoring. And Fox is, you know, maybe your second leading scorer, but also distributing, orchestrating, things of that nature. I always kind of felt like for them to reach that level, that was the destiny of mm-hmm. a De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, and I think from you know the things that Dave Yeager would say because he always comped him to Mike Conley. He was essentially saying that yeah, you know he can't be your number one. He's going to be a key, but he may not be your number one. And I think Vlade saw him as being a number one type, a face of the franchise, and maybe he will be. We don't know, but I think he's progressed. Mm-hmm. He's progressed in some of the areas the intent. You know, as far as being a leader, the team has wanted to see. It yeah. remains to be seen if he can be that guy that will galvanize the locker room the guy who will tell a buddy you need to cut that shit out you know (laughs) you know that's what they need in there they and 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 you know i'm gonna go back a couple of years that's where you need a shumper type guy hell yeah you need a guy who will tell you you know what you need to shut the fuck up (laughs) you know And I think, and and i think you know and i you know i don't know i think he's got a little bit of that in him though he's He's got to get older He's got to get a little older. I mean, De'Aaron's an asshole, but he ain't got that like real. It's, it's like he's like a it's like, it's like a fun. It's like it's like fun about it. Like mm. he'll clap back on Twitter. I mean, it's, like I said, when I say he's an asshole, I respect him. Now I don't mean right. like an asshole in a bad way. Right, right. You know, I'm like you know, you know. Uh, it, to me, it's a it's a it's a good quality. You got to have a couple of assholes on your team if you want to be good. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. All that talk about the everyone likes each other. Guess what? No one likes you at all if you lose. Facts. I don't give Facts. a damn we, if y'all. We've been calling. We've been calling for that since we started this podcast. Even uh, up north when we started, yeah. <laughs> we're doing the podcast. We, we needed some dogs. I've been calling yeah. for a Mon Shepherd since like episode one of this episode. Yeah. We needed Ooh, somebody to light a fire in people's yeah. asses. I don't give a damn if y'all go to the movies together. Oh, we we all went to the movies. Guess what? You think you lost by thirty the next night and got pumped? <laughs> I don't give a damn about that. You know, yeah. you know. I said, you know how many good teams have friction, but they mm-hmm. win. You know, and then, and like they say, you know, like I said, I'm going back to Dave Yeager again. I got he would say, I got a ton of nice guys on this team. Mm-hmm. Nice guys, nice guys. Luke wouldn't go there with that. He, you know, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be as almost cynical. But it was the mm-hmm. same message. You got to. It starts with you and you and your man. Own the man you're guarding. It yeah. starts with you. So this it's going. To, I think De'Aaron is he's he, he uh, and I've talked to De'Aaron about this over you no know, two three years about how he's seen where he said his rookie year he's like how do I yell at somebody? That's Vince Carter. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Vince Carter what to do. Right. I'm gonna tell Zach Randolph what to do. And I think right. as this team is now evolving, it'll be clear that everyone's looking at him. I mean, even Buddy will tell you. De'Aaron's their best player, mm-hmm. and I think as as that as this locker room is changing, you know De'Aaron has no choice. Not that he, he not that he's shy to run away from it, but 
it's clear. This is this is this is all about you, man. You know, because right. even with when Bogey on the team, it was kind of like you know, De'Aaron's our best player, but Bogey's like the conscious, the heart and soul of the team. No, right. De'Aaron, it's all on you now. It all it all goes back on you, you know. And if you, you got to be the you, you got to be the, the man on the court and off the court. You know what? If they don't respect you, make them respect you. I don't mean mm-hmm. get violent, y'all. Calm down. You know, but <laughs> you're like, oh, what's, what's he advocating now? Are you talking about hitting people? No, I'm just saying, you know, you know. Hey, but look, look here, though, Jason. You know how it goes. Sometimes in a practice, we may go chest to chest. Now, we I got may no, go chest to chest. And I've got no problem with that. You know mm-hmm. what? Like I said, put it this way. Last year, it was, it, wow, it was damn near a year ago. When Buddy said that thing about defense, if somebody would have put an elbow on his chest the next day Facts. in practice, I'd have been fine with it. Facts. I'd have been like, I respect y'all more for doing it. Mm-hmm. Like if he would, you know, I mean, I'm 42, so maybe I'm just considered old school now. But yeah, if I was, you know, and the guys I know around the league, some of the older guys I talk to. They was like, oh yeah, Buddy would have fell a few times for that comment. <laughs> how you facts. gonna how you gonna be one of the worst defenders on the team and talk about everybody else gonna play defense? <laughs> oh, you gonna pay for that? Yeah, my elbow is gonna find your sternum. I ain't gonna crack it, but you gonna you gonna need some ice, you know. <laughs> and and that's just you know. So you know maybe you know I ain't, I don't think De'Aaron's gonna be that. But if De'Aaron's calling guys out and what it does too is if he's doing that, he also knows I gotta be on my shit. Yep. yep. And you know, you know, I gotta be on mine. You know, I got I can't call people out and I'm half assing it. And mm-hmm. I, that, that, I'm not saying De'Aaron's been half assing it. No contrary. I'm not saying that at all. But right. I just think we 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 have to continue to see that growth as a leader from De'Aaron. And I think we saw a lot of it last year. I mean, mm-hmm. his first year, there were concerns like I don't know if this guy cares enough, if he's serious enough, you know. Right. And I think people part of that was people took his social media too far, like, you know, he loves video games. Mm-hmm. And like he said, what the hell y'all want me to tweet about the damn scouting report? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, I think I think some people took that too far. Where it's like, oh man, he just loves his video games. I'm like, I love my video games. Right. That don't mean I don't do my. You know, you I, don't, I think, you don't yeah. play basketball 24 hours a day. Yeah, nobody Contrary does their job believes. 24 hours a day. And I think when your when your team's not winning, people nitpick at the dumbest thing. They're like, oh my god, he likes. He misses Whataburger. He's gonna leave us. <laughs> oh God! I'm like, I'm like, you guys exhaust. I'm like, guys are exhausting. He likes raising canes. There's no raising canes in Sacramento. <laughs> He's gonna sign with a team that has raising canes. It's like, would you guys stop and leave this kid alone? You know, I think you, yeah. you got you, you got a good piece. You know, you, you know, you just now we got to see. You no, know, and we, I, and we I, saw some of that. I feel like second half of the season last year, um, we we saw we. I feel like we saw him kind of, well, part of it probably had to do with him getting healthier throughout the year, but we saw yeah. him get that aggression going. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and coming to games more offensive-minded, understanding that the team needed his aggression, whether it's attacking a basket to score, get fouled, or dish off, you know what I'm saying, whatever the case may be. He he started, you saw, you saw him grow kind of before our eyes last year. And that's yeah. why I say if he can bring that um, from the start, you know, going into this year, I mean, he he can reach he can reach higher levels than he already has. I, I fully believe that. So, and when people Fox, don't think about Fox is yeah, staying. people don't think about De'Aaron too. Is that De'Aaron's an energy player? I mean, people think of energy player. You think of like a Fareed, a, a Rashawn, but mm-hmm. he's an energy guy too. 
And those guys feed off him. When he had the hair long, I always say, when when that fro was going backwards when he was going, <laughs> that whole energy on the court picked up. Those yeah. guys was, you know, it was kind of the thing of he's running. And damn it, if they don't want to run with you, they don't want the balls. Right. So when that, when he he's an energy guy and they feed off his energy. I mean, and I think if you have him and Buddy together, those are two energy guys. Yeah. You no, know, Rashawn's an energy guy. And to mm-hmm. me, you you just got to keep adding energy guys to go with him because to me, for a team that was young or had young pieces, they were a very low energy bunch as collectively. Yeah. There was too many games. They just came out like, damn, did y'all know the game started at seven? Right. Like, so, I, I mean, you know, so many yeah. times we talked about last year how the bench had to get them back in the game. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and part of that was when later on when Buddy was on the bench and like I said, he's an energy mm-hmm. guy. So mm-hmm. just keep on finding energy guys. Like I said, I think, you know, I've read people say, is De'Aaron really a max player? And this is a situation where for Sacramento, you're damn right he's a max player. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's not, <laughs> and, and people have to get realized too, these guys aren't always paid for what they've done. You're projecting as well. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. would a De'Aaron Fox cost you in two years on the market? And if you're Sacramento, you might as well lock him up now. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and the thing is now your hope is that Marvin picks up with that. Whoever you get in 2021 picks up with that. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're just hoping that you just keep adding to it. And maybe by, you know, in two, three years, you actually got a young, a, a true young talent base. Because for All a team right. that's been in the lottery for 14 years, they sure as hell have missed an awful damn lot. All right. Yeah. yeah. And look, that if you got, if you got Fox... We say Bagley, you know, can stay healthy. I, I don't even want to say Bagley um, can be good because I, I feel like he's shown that when he's healthy, he's productive out there on the floor. People, you know, talk about empty stats and all, whatever. We'll, we'll address that when it gets to that. But when he actually plays, he puts up numbers. So you got Fox, Bagley, if Halliburton's somebody, and then who they get next year in the draft. I mean, that's that's a that's a real core four right there. They're all on the same timeline basically and yeah. that's kind of what you're hoping for and if you and if you think Rashawn fits you can refine really Rashawn yep, for a reasonable yep. deal you know yeah and you if know, one when, of those two second rounders turn into something he's he, that's part of your core too yeah then in two years maybe you are flipping Harrison to mm-hmm. a content you know so I mean there's you know you, you know just don't worry about this year is this you no know, Fox and the extension is not about 2020 2021 this is right. about in 2023 where this team is, and I know no one wants to hear that because that means they they're they're gonna you know set the record for them you know Damn. for playoff. Damn, playoffs. bro! I mean, come it's on, kinda hard, it's kind of hard to make. I mean, I'm not you know, it's kind of hard to get that record. Because the Clippers had to go to three different cities and change names and still get that record. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna be bad? Two different coasts, three different cities, but you know, and it's just funny because a few years ago, if you would have told Kings fans your team is gonna suck for a while, but at least they're not in Seattle. They'd have taken it. I still take it. I don't now, have any yeah. side of that. Yeah, you know, so now it's like, you know, there's been some bad decisions, you know. You know, maybe in the ownership front, you know, Vivek's been impatient. Maybe he could have mm-hmm. let Michael Malone get, I don't know, two seasons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe. Is that, a, is that too much to ask there, two you seasons? Know, you know, maybe between Vlade, you know, and Pete and those guys, they made some bad trades, you know, questionable. You know, all that stuff has happened. Yeah, you know, but you know what? Maybe third time is the charm. Maybe Monty is the you know gets the chance to really implement a vision. So you yeah. know, you got you you got that one piece. You got number five. 
you know, let's just, I, you know, I just said, calm down, folks. I know, you know, and it's, it's weird because some people think this team is much closer than it is. I'm like, it's not. It's not, you know. It's our, just, our, producer, our producer, Rob, asked me before the show, if everything went right, where could you see this team going? He said close to 500. I was like, I don't know about that. Maybe playing game. Like if everything went right, maybe playing game. Yeah, if you, you get to the ten seat with this group, to me yeah. that and to me it's not because they're so they young. Are. They they really yeah. are young, and, and now they are. Yeah, and yeah. The thing, and when you yeah. say everything going right, it's like I don't know Halliburton is first team all all rookie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's like best case scenario. I don't even see him being a rookie of the year type guy. Like mm-hmm. best case for him is like all team all all uh, rookie first team. Yeah, you know what I mean? Bagley yeah. plays. It stays healthy. You're looking at you know 18 and 10 from him or something like that. So and to me, it's yeah. like trajectory as well. You're looking at mm-hmm. you know are they playing better as the season progresses? You mm-hmm. know, and no, I don't mean like you're you're out of it and then you win eight out of ten to close the year. No, no, I mean like are you? <laughs> oh, look how we finished the year. You fin- <laughs> who gives a damn? It was two teams playing who didn't have shit to play for. <laughs> You know, I'm talking about, you know, are you steady building? You know, are you mm-hmm. winning? You know, and, and they showed that, you know, part of last season. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they went to the bubble and wet the bed. But before that, yeah. they were starting to show that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and I still say with the bubble, between COVID and all that, you know. I said, they never and, got their footing under them. Yeah, like I said, I don't care what Buddy and Harrison, those guys say. We don't know how their bodies were. Yeah. I mean, for yeah. God's sake, Buddy said he had COVID and kept working out, even though the doctor told him not to. Right. That's a whole different discussion, you know. <laughs> I felt fine, so I kept, you know, we don't know what that did to their bodies. We don't know how, you know, I talked to Harrison with last month, you know, through the during the election and everything. Mm-hmm. We we really don't know what that did to their bodies. I mean, for God's sake, Alex Lynn couldn't get right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it's, I mean, I think people just got to chill, you know, yeah. and see what De'Aaron does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, that's, we're done with the Kings talk. We're done with mm-hmm. the Kings talk. Before we get out of here, we got to hit it for the culture. And we have to, Jason, I, I have to talk to you about Jeezy versus Gucci. Uh, uh, an epic, somebody was tweeting out, like, this is better than the NBA Finals. And they're not far off. I know if the Finals was good for you because the Lakers won. But w- what we saw <laughs> uh, uh, almost a week ago was – it was one of the best events of all 2020. It absolutely was. Was Ju- was Jeezy versus Gucci the best verses of all time? I think when you add in the drama and everything, it was. I mean, yeah. for God's I've sake, always, I've been holding Gucci out came for, out. Gucci I've been holding came out, out for Teddy versus uh, Teddy versus Babyface. I, I've still been saying maybe that was the greatest, but I don't know. I, I yeah, but, well, baby like face, said, that baby versus Gucci baby was face crazy. sunned him. Baby face broke out with the live. Baby face sunned him. He probably with the live instruments. My, and what did my man say? My man said, "Baby face overcame the Rona and then hit hit the live music on him." He's like, "Oh, I don't do. I don't know what a remix is." <laughs> what he say? He's like, "Oh, oh, we're doing remix. I, I, I don't do those." <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, the man. I mean, Teddy gave us New Jack Swing. Teddy gave us the best of Bobby Brown. Teddy gave us so much, and yeah. Babyface literally sunned him. I'm like, yeah, remixes, uh, that's cute. <laughs> Let me get my guitar out. 
But yeah, I mean, yeah, this, so that this, one is up there. But I think this one might have surpassed it. This was epic. I Jeezy mean, versus Gucci was epic. Gucci come out with a diss song. I'm like, oh lord, somebody gonna get shot tonight. I'm like, oh lord, what is this, bro? What the it? tension was so real watching that thing. It and I'm sitting real. there going, this is. I mean, I'm sitting there going, damn, damn. He really gonna come out with this? Oh, and I was ooh. like, ooh. And then you know when it, uh, when it's like, cause I think I think musically nobody expected Gucci to touch Jeezy musically. Nah, no, I nah, mean, like I said, what if I mean Jeezy could just went to his here's my Jay Z bag or here's my right. Ross bag. Let he, me just he go. literally could have played Thug Motivation one hundred and one and and mm-hmm. won off of that. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, I don't, it, to me, it wasn't about. It was about the you know, you know, you know the history between these two. Mm-hmm. You 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 just know all of that in there. I mean, I'm trying to give a, a good comp for people who may not get it. This would have been like at the at the height of it, like Cube and Easy E having a versus. Right. Like right. yeah, Cube is going in the middle it, of it. Yeah, like Cube is going to kill him musically, but right. the fact they're in the same room. And you know the crews ain't fighting yet. You know, shit. shit this was this was, and for Atlanta, this is a, a comp. This was Biggie and Pac. Yeah, for Atlanta, yeah, yeah. yeah because you know, Biggie and Pac having a, a versus. All the, the stuff that Gucci has done for the, yeah, all the stuff that Gucci has done for the young culture out there. The you know mm-hmm. the, the what Jeezy has represented. Yeah, that was big. You know. Yeah, like I said, yeah. and, so it, and, and, it, and it, it had so many good moments. I mean, when yeah. when 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 Gucci does the this the other diss song and did it for the second time, uh, when he did the truth and mm-hmm. then Jeezy, you know, they're talking and and then you thought it might pop off right there because <laughs> Gucci was was agitated. Jeezy seemed like it might have struck a nerve, and then when he uh when he came with the what it do, what the business is, and 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 dropped that, that was. That was one of the great moments. And I'm not going to say it and definitely in versus history. Mm-hmm. One of the great music moments of all time, I think. That was that was amazing. That was amazing yeah. how that yeah, went. Yeah, really. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, like I said, and to see how it ended and them talking about like, what, what did somebody say? Man, we ain't been able to play Icy out here forever. Because <laughs> we was like, they hate each you know, you know, and to see how it would end, it reminded me of the time I actually ran the Gucci Main when I was in Atlanta, which was funny. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. So look, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we, cause we're going almost an hour. I need, I, we're going to save that one for the next one. That's a Jones on the road and I need time and I need details for that one. You sure you want to save it? Because I mean, it might be. Hell, let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. It's, it's, we'll a, it's, a, it's, it's a real quick one. You know, early, 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 early in my beat writing days, you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta for a for a game and I, I don't get a hold of the homies, but I had listened to Welcome to Atlanta, the whole Jermaine Dupri song. And he mentioned uh-huh. a certain establishment called Strokers. <laughs> and I was like, ah, strokers, strokers all lean. <laughs> I said, I want to go check this place out because you know I wanted some wings. I was hungry, uh huh. So I go there, you okay, know. I, will. Okay, yeah. So I, I I make the drive out to Strokers, you know, park, you know, get up in there, you know, order some food, enjoy uh-huh. some of the live entertainment. You know how I do, or how you know. <laughs> You know, realized that the entertainment out there was ten dollars a pop as opposed to the twenty I was used to. I was like, "Oh man, it's I want to." I said, it "I'm doubling. Lit. I'm doubling up on this." I'm like, "What? It's only ten? I pulled out the dub. I'm like, "Oh, it's on." So, but as I, I get up, to, I, I'm getting my food or something, 
And, you know, entourage, I'm, I'm trying to be careful because, you know, I'm out of town. You know, I don't want no yeah. disrespect, yeah. disrespect nobody. I know I'm not in my in my zone, so I'm like, I'm going to get out of here early. But I bump into a dude, and I'm like, uh, you know, dude has ice cream cone tattooed on his face. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, that's Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, nice to know I'm in the company of, you know, you know, Atlanta hip hop royalty. You yeah. know, clearly he had a whole different section, you know. I wasn't throwing money like him. <laughs> you know, I was My just boy there. Jay Jones out there with goo up. I I, <laughs> I I was just there for the wing. I was there for dinner. Dinner and live I mean dinner and live music and dancing. That's what I was there for. So yeah. That's my brief <laughs> I ran into Gucci Mane story. Did, you know, did, did we get a head nod at all? Oh, I, I don't. He wasn't thinking about me, and it was all good. Cause I was, I, 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 hell, I wouldn't be thinking about me neither. I mean, up in there, I was like, oh man, cause you don't run into guys with a tattoo of ice cream cone on their face every day. Yeah, it's very distinct. It's like Tyson's yeah. facial. Uh, yeah, tattoo. you know, you don't, you don't see that every. I'm like, oh, that's Gucci, you yeah. know. And I'm like, it was cool. So, so that whole verse has brought me back to that time, you know, when I ran into Gucci at Strokers. So yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to to Guwap, man. I like I said, he. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Gucci man. Like I don't know the catalog. I didn't know nearly half of the songs that uh, he was playing. But um, you know, he's he's a he's a legend out there, bro. He's a he's a legend. I'm more of a Jeezy guy. Like I knew all his stuff. Um, But but Gucci's a legend, man. Absolute legend. There and while while I think I mean aside the actual battle itself, I thought Jeezy. Um, washed them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I thought I thought it was easy work musically. There are people in Atlanta who will be like, nah, Gucci won that. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause yeah. they're they're familiar with with the catalog and they're like, nah, Gucci got that. Yeah, I'll say this. I knew more Gucci songs than I thought I did. I, I felt the same way. I, I was like, the, I was, and I then was the like, ones oh. that I didn't know, I kind of felt like, man, I should notice because this does kind of slap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there so, was something yeah. that I was like, I never heard, but it, I could see this one being a big time Big time joint for for Gucci for Gucci Mane. It fans, was kind of so. it was kind of like when Ross was with Two Chains. Everyone like, oh Ross got this. He like, oh hold up, Two Chains got some stuff now. Yeah, he yeah. may not win, but this, this this ain't you know nineteen to one. <laughs> yeah, and, you know? and Gucci left some. I mean, they both kind of left some on the table too, because I think Gucci didn't play Black Beatles. He didn't play Freaky Girl. Um, I think there was another one I remember. I was like, he didn't play that one either. Jeezy left a couple on the table too. I know Jeezy didn't play um, My President is Black. People were waiting for him to play that one. He didn't play that joint. And there was a couple other ones. Oh, when Jeezy came out with the, uh, when he when he did the uh, they, the they Know joint with Shorty Low, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, this is getting into epic territory. I was like halfway through the battle. But when he dropped yeah. that, I said, "Oh man, this one's crazy right here." So I, let me ask you this, because being an LA dude, and people talk about, you know, what that did for the city of Atlanta. Like, not even speaking in hyperbole, like literally, like, yo, that was like a weight off of everybody's back in Atlanta because those were two titans out there, and they had the city divided, um, and for them to come together, and you know, they're not best friends at all. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're not cool like that but they're somebody said it perfect they're like they're to the point where if they ever see each other they won't do nothing to each other mm-hmm. and that's yeah. good enough for them the, the, right the olive branch was good and you know right. the thing is still we get no you know you realize at some point you know what 
I mean, some of the things that I would have maybe gotten angry and fought over when I was younger, I'm like, it ain't worth all that. It's it not. It, it it's really, absolutely you know, not. You know, it, you know, sometimes you can't go tit for tat. Sometimes nah. a life already lost is, you know, let's not lose more. Listen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, especially mm-hmm. what's going on in Atlanta right now, you know, you know yeah, rappers, man. Come, yeah, some of the things it's that have crazy. happened with the King Von and all that, you know. Yeah, man. The last yeah. thing you, the last thing they need is more, more bloodshed in Atlanta, you know. Absolutely. Was, so I, I was, to so, me, it was, it was a bigger moment for that than it was anything absolutely so so i wanted to ask you though like i said being an la guy and i started to think around i don't think anybody this was a unique situation with like these two guys history right so Mm -hmm. it's not apples to apples but is there anything that could do that for like la or even for the bay area so like um I, i don't i don't think i don't know of any type of tension or bad blood by LA rappers that could do something like that. You know what I'm it, saying? It, it like, would, it would, it's been a while. The last one that I remember, like I said, I'm old now, so maybe the young dudes got beef and I don't know. I remember when uh, MC8 and Quick was beefing. Mm. And a lot of that too was rough because you're talking about gang shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't think people understand about there's hip hop and there's gang shit. Right. And when that's, when you know, when they you start know, to intertwine, it can, and the it can thing get is, real ugly. The gangbangers don't give a damn about record labels and record deals. Right. So, so I, re- right. I, re- I re- you know, I remember, you know, being in high school, you know, when you got dudes who ain't banging, talking about Pyru and this and this. And it's like, I need to chill. You yeah. know, that <laughs> this ain't nothing to play with. Bro. That ain't nothing to play with. I remember a uh, quick student before we go, uh, when I was covering high school sports, um, Sheldon High School, you know, the track team were down there in Southern California for the state track meet. Mm-hmm. And 50 Cent had just came out and he was popping. He had that song, What Up Blood, What Up Cuz? And somebody had the headphones on. What up, blood? What? What up, cuz? What? <laughs> no. And no, some of them man, LA people stopped there. and looked. And I was like, oh, shit. And one of the coaches <laughs> grabbed him. You get over here right now. You stop that. They was like, what? Yeah. What? What? Like, who the hell are you walking around saying that for? There's people out here Hell dying no. over them work, you know, so. Hell no. That, that, when, yeah. when I was living out there, um, there were certain hats, like baseball hats, that I could wear. I could wear any hat I want to, you know, for the most, where I, I live in Elk Grove, right? I can mm-hmm. wear any hat that I want to out here and not think anything. And there were hats when I was living out there, living in Carson and, and, and Paramount, that, bro, those hats need to be retired because you can't never wear them out here. And mm-hmm. I'm not gang affiliated at all, but like a Philadelphia Phillies hat, nah, bro, <laughs> you can't wear that shit. You cannot wear that over here, please. Cincinnati Reds, put that away. Uh, yeah, you know. And the thing is, what made it crazy is that if you you don't know, I mean, you start seeing teams and you don't even understand. Well, I can't wear North Carolina over here. Right, right. What? I heard something about like the Brewers, Milwaukee Brewers hat. I couldn't wear for Houston, Houston Astros. I mean. Shh. There's there I mean you know I'm from Long Beach Raider fan Raider is insane crip mm. I didn't I didn't really start wearing Raider stuff again till I got to college mm. you know yeah, that's crazy <laughs> you know Steelers is Steelers was twenty crip so <laughs> yeah, so it was you know there was and the thing is that when you, when you, when you went out of town from out of town you don't know these rules when you show up right. And right. someone got to put you up on game, or it could get ugly, you know. And yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll never trust forget me. that. The, hom- the homie told me, 
Uh, he was like, "Hey, bro, you can't wear that 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 Phillies hat, bro. You can't you can't wear that." I was living in Carson. He's like, "Nah, bro, you can't wear that Phillies hat, bro. It's, it's it'll be all bad for you." So, little things like that. I, I like you said, you talk MCA and DJ Quick. I mean, they're they're legends in the game, especially mm-hmm. Quick. Um, but I, I I don't think it'd be on the level of like a Jeezy and, and, and yeah. Gucci. I mean, um, somebody I'm, mentioned yeah. mentioned game versus Fifty Cent, and that's not like a purely LA. That's not an California LA one thing. per se. But whenever but, whenever whenever there's been bullets fired, yeah, you know, people have died. Yeah, you know, yeah that that one that one was pretty. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that that yeah. one would have been something like that just because. You know, you hear you know you hear the game talking about I'm in New York and people are shooting at us. You know, when you when bullets are flying, it, it, it's it's a different level. So I mean, if 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 versus can get people, if you can get them in a room and stop that, I'm all for it. Just do let's get game and fifty and one. Let's just get you know get them all together. I mean, yeah, I know. 20, I think fifty yeah. said somebody mentioned a while ago like. uh Fifty and Ja Rule and Fifty is like, no, that ain't never happening. <laughs> like, don't, much, don't even play with that. Like, that you, ain't never happening. You got a much better chance of game in Fifty, I think, than yeah. game in Ja Rule. Yeah, they was remember like, Ja Rule. Ja Rule cursed the Kings too, so I'm pretty sure y'all don't like. Yeah, we ain't, like that. I ain't played Ja Rule on my um on my on my 97.5 show since then. Yeah, Ja Rule cursed the Kings. <laughs> he's, he's never getting played on there. Yeah, he cursed. He Goodbye, cursed ja. Yeah, he cursed the Kings and everything. Yeah, so yeah. Imagine <laughs> no that. Doubt. You live, you know, Little B lift his curse, and then you get cursed by Ja Rule. Ja Rule, but Little B came back. You, he talked to you about it. Little B was like, "Not nah, a good." Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Good. Little B, Little B was cool, but he was like, "Yeah, Ja, ja Rule was like, I'm cursed. Kings are cursed." The tweet was all butchered. He mentioned the wrong players. It was, it was all bad, but he still was cursing the Kings. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, man. Well, look, Bogey, wish you uh, sincerely. I wish him all the best in, um, in in Atlanta. Jason, I know you talk to him, you know, often. True professional. True professional. Yeah, man, that's good basketball dude. player. Yeah, so, good dude. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm wishing I'm, him all the best. I hope the rest of the league gets to see how good he is. And, and yeah. you know, and, and because, yeah, you know, so, yeah. yeah. Then, you know, True professional. Yeah. Buddy, get your mind right. All right, you got an opportunity to start and do some things. Get your mind right. All right, De'Aaron, congratulations. Good luck to Harry as well. Shout mm-hmm. out to Harry. You know, congratulations to, to his deal in Portland and good luck to him. And uh, all these rookies, welcome to the Kings, man. Welcome to J Street, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just, so we, we'll, we'll be back. You know, the season's going to ramp up. You know, Jason's got a little more riding to do and things of that nature. But we're going to be up in here. Um, anytime you don't hear us on J Street Vibes, uh, you can catch me personally, uh, ESPN 1320, Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. with my man Damian Barling. Um, catch me there. Shout out to the Be Heard platform um, for, for for putting us on here. Shout out to Damien um, and all the crew over there. Jason, where can the people find you at? Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter. Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. Uh, theathletic.com. And maybe just if you happen to, whatever reason, be in Vallejo, California, you might run <laughs> into me. You know, I'm, you know, you won't know who I am. I got a mask on and a hat. You won't recognize me probably, you know, but hey. You just happen to be in Vallejo. Holler at me. No doubt. No doubt. We will be back once again. You know the vibes, man. This is Training. King Careway. This is Jason Jones. Training camp December 1. Almost Let's go. here. Let's go. Okay.
Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Post happy Thanksgiving. To you. Yeah. Jason, happy Thanksgiving to you. Rob, happy Thanksgiving. All our people out there, man, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, y'all. shout out to folks who's eating their glory greens this week. You know, I ain't mad at you. You know, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't, candy and, you know, all good. It's, it's all love. Y'all be, be good. Be thankful. Man. All right, y'all. Yes, indeed. We Peace. out.